Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. If you would like to turn to Romans 4, I'm going to introduce a series here that I was going to start last week, but we didn't get to it, but that's okay. I am very thankful for everybody that did uh, what you did Sunday last Sunday and got us through. I was fighting the fight of faith, as Mike said. I got a few concerned phone calls. Just so you know, I did not die from coronavirus. I'd just like to announce that. <laughs> you say, you had coronavirus? I had no idea. It wasn't for me, whatever it was. <laughs> You can go on. (laughs) Praise God. How many know God's good? He is so good. So I made a joke and lost my train of thought. But, (laughs) oh, I know what I was going to say. Thank you to Mike specifically. Um, You know, I joke sometimes. I say, you know, Mike can really take a beating and keep on going. (laughs) And I prove it repeatedly. (laughs) But uh, I, I texted him at what time? Just after six, yeah, that morning, and he did two messages, well, yeah, and an offering, yeah, in, amount, in that amount of time, so kudos to Mike, he yielded well to the grace of God. <laughs> People are like, I'm not, you're not getting my phone number, you're not calling. <laughs> Romans chapter four, strong in faith is the title of this, or yes, the title of the series, Strong in faith, and I'm going to start in Romans chapter 4, and then I'll read my introduction, but this is where I got the title here for this. And I believe it is around verse 17. Actually, we'll do it it this way. I'll read it after we get going here, but let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your presence here. Lord, teach us. We believe your word will transform our thinking, that we will understand faith at an even greater level. We know, Lord, that according to your word, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Father, that faith is the thing that pleases you, and we desire to please you, and we know that we access all of our graces by faith. And so we believe you, Holy Spirit, to help us, to give us understanding, to enlighten our minds, give us eyes that see, ears that hear, and hearts that understand. And as we receive these truths, Lord, we'll be doers of your word and not hearers only. We thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. So this morning, I'm going to teach on the subject of strong faith for the past several weeks and possibly even months, just because we had interruptions with different services and things. We have had this truth in front of us. Uh, over and over again, saved by grace through what? Faith. Bob Yandian said it this way, grace is God's full hand reaching out to us, and faith is our empty hand reaching out to receive from him. Understanding grace without understanding faith will leave us in a place of frustration. Our covenant of grace is received by faith. Our covenant of grace is received by by faith. For some, this will be a good reminder of what you've walked in for many years. For others, this will be somewhat new to you. I'm going to begin this teaching looking at Romans 4 concerning the record of faith from Abraham and Sarah. 
In this message, I want to focus on the operation of strong faith more than on what was received by Abraham and Sarah. Okay, so let me give you uh, just, uh, well, I'll give you this statement. When we understand how faith operates, we can receive everything grace provided. When we understand how faith operates, we can receive everything that grace has provided. So, if you're saved by grace through faith, oftentimes people have one thought in mind when they hear that, and it's because it's been taught so much through the years. They think, I'm saved, I got saved, I'm going to heaven when I die. But how many know there are provisions in the promises of God and in the covenant, the covenant of grace, that are for the here and now? It's not just the sweet by and by. It's the here, now, and now. Right? It's both. Now, there are things that are dispensational. In other words, there are some things you're not going to receive here by faith in that sense. You've received them for the future by faith. Did you know that everybody, that uh, if you go through the Hall of Fame of Faith and those even in the Old Testament, whether it was under the law or before the law, that there were saved people back then? Did you know that? Did you know Abraham was saved before Jesus was on the cross? If he wasn't, he's in trouble. You say saved. Yeah, I didn't say born again. You see the difference? Okay. So we're in the covenant of being born again, which is actually, it's, it's, it's probably better to express it that way than being saved. It actually is better. But salvation, saving, sozo, it, that word salvation, it means healing, deliverance, prosperity, joy, favor, soundness of mind. It means all of these things. It actually has to do with wholeness or making you whole. And this starts, we, we had a reverse in the Garden of Eden. They were born of God in the Garden of Eden, and then they were born again to the, the, the nature of the devil. And then, and then every, every person from that point on, when Adam and Eve sinned, Every person was born into sin. Then once you're saved, once you're born again, you're born from sin back to sonship with God. It was a, it's a reverse that took place. And we know from Scripture and from the revelation of the New Testament that when we're born again, our spirits are made new. How many realized you still had the same head after you got saved? You're still thinking like it's stinking thinking. <laughs> right? It's still there. You're like, man, I feel so good inside. And your brain is still got that old thinking in it. And that's why you start reading the word and renewing your thinking. The word of God reveals to you what took place inside your spirit when you were born again. And that is divine seed in you. It's in, the, the, uh, Peter calls it incorruptible seed. That's some good stuff. If it's incorruptible, that's some really good stuff. So when we receive the Lord, we got a new nature and then our mind, you know, uh, needs to be dealt with and then our body needs to be dealt with. You're not going to find a lot in the New Testament, if anything, concerning your spirit man that needs to be fixed. But you'll find a lot that deals with your head and with your body. 
over and over again. It, look for the pattern in the epistles. Look for it. You'll see it. You'll see how the apostles, when they wrote their letters, they dealt with this over and over again. Just, just go through uh, Galatians all the way to 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John and see how many times the Holy Spirit deals with the love walk. Or deals with your mind. Or deals with your physical, the nature, the desire, and the nature of the flesh. You'll see this constant thing in Colossians, in Ephesians, and in Galatians. Especially in Galatians 5, you get a general breakdown of two natures in you. Your flesh and your spirit. And in order to have victory, you've got to renew your mind to your heart. And then we've talked about this before. Your body is good for nothing but slavery. what it's good for. I mean, you can dress it up, make it look nice, put deodorant on it. Please put deodorant on it. (laughs) Comb it, pluck it, do whatever you got to do. I don't care. But realize that sucker's going to dirt, and the only thing it's good for is to live under submission to the resurrection within you. One day you'll get a new one. And I'm guessing we won't need deodorant then. <clears throat> I don't have a scripture on that, but that's what I... <laughs> So when we understand grace and then how faith works, it makes us effective as believers. Not only for ourselves personally, because we reap the benefits of living out of obedience, but then also as a witness to those around us. So when you understand that you have authority in the name of Jesus, you can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. But a lot of people, are, a lot of believers are not convinced of that because they're looking for something out here to, for that to be true. When the reality is when you were born again, the reality of the truth of it is right here. He, it, he, he the resurrection, the authority, the covenant lives in you. And the release or the act of faith on that grace is when you step out and pray for somebody. Or, let's take it down to another more, uh, 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 maybe more practical uh, way. Uh, Walking in love with somebody you don't really care for. Or who doesn't care for you. You have the ability in you to do it. Faith puts action to the ability that's in you, okay? And so once you understand how faith operates, you can walk in and receive everything grace has provided. Romans chapter 4. If you want to get background on Romans chapter 4, you can read Genesis chapter 17 and 18 today in the afternoon. But Romans chapter 4, verse number 17, and I'm going to read, uh, start out here in the New King James, and then I'm also going to read in the Amplified. But verse 17 says this, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. In the Amplified, it says this, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations 
He was appointed our Father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. So what do we see first off? And this is something that, you know, most of the time we don't talk like this. You know, you're, I'm speaking of the non-existent things as if they existed. You don't usually talk that way. But what we're going to see is what faith is and how it operates. So we all know who this is about. It's about Abraham and Sarah, right? Abraham was originally named what? Abram, right? Do you know what Abraham means? Father of nations, right? Before he was father of nations, he was barren. They had no kids, him and Sarah, right? And what did, what did God do? God told Abraham, well, Abram at the time, to change his name to Abraham. God spoke of the non-existent things as though they existed. This is what God does. He gives you a word that is contrary to your natural circumstances. He gives you a promise that you look at and go, what? Now, I've often read this, 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 this passage. I've taught this particular passage so many times. Abraham, before he was Abraham, had a ton of servants. He had people, I mean, he was known. He was already established business-wise, all of that stuff. And he changed his name to all his employees and everything from Abram to father of many nations. They all know he can't have kids. I mean, he probably had a, you know, a meeting with the group. Everybody come in. I want you all to know I've heard from God and I'm changing my name. <laughs> and they're all going, okay, what's the new name, you know? And names now versus, you know, if I walk up to somebody and go, you know, my name's Sam, we don't think father of many nations. No, we, didn't, we, didn't atta- we don't attach... We, we have not attached definitions of a person based on their name. We let the person's character and who they are tell you who they are, you know. But in this day, your name meant something. And they knew what, so he said, you're, you're no longer going to call me Mr. Abram. It's now Mr. Abraham. And one, one, one employee looked at another and said, what did he say? You say father of many nations? He knows he don't got no kids, right? Our boss is something. Well, he pays well. Yeah, we'll just call him it. (laughs) In other words, this is what I'm getting at. Faith seems ridiculous to the natural mind. The natural man receiveth not the things of God. So when you understand faith, and all of you do here, you hear from God, 
And then you begin to put it into practice. You begin to call those things that be not as though they are. Why? Because God said so. And that's how faith operates. Now, there's a whole lot more to faith than just that as far as time frame and different things like that. Because sometimes things can take a while. How many know this? That they didn't have, Abraham and Sarah didn't have Isaac until 25 years later. Okay? Which is amazing because they were stinking old. And we'll read that here in a minute. It's not exactly that translation, but it's close. Um, (laughs) But they were very old. And yet God, inside the word, to give them Isaac, preserved their physical bodies with that word as well. That's amazing. He got a, they got a word from the Lord, and they're living on that word in faith, and God is blessing them in covenant. Everywhere, down to their physical bodies. I mean, you read the account in the Old Testament of some of the things that Abraham had to go through with Sarah, and they were older, and, and Abraham was a very good guy. He kept lying about his wife. <laughs> Thank God it's a covenant of grace. I mean, if, if uh, okay, anyway. So, sometimes I read through these things, and it just amazes me. And then I realize, we're human. <laughs> but anyway, there were these rulers that Abraham was afraid was going to kill him, to take Sarah. And so he told them that it was his sister, which was a half-truth. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> Some of you are like, what? Yeah, well, you have to go look at that. <laughs> <clears throat> and even in her old age, these rulers thought she was beautiful. In other words, the Spirit of God was preserving her physically over all these years. Now, we know they aged and we know they passed away, but how many know you can have your body preserved by the Holy Spirit and live your full days? Amen? But you're going to have to say what he said about you. Well, it doesn't feel like it. Yep, it doesn't. It faiths like it. Well, that doesn't make sense. I know, the Bible doesn't make sense. It makes faith. And yet people are proving it and doing it and living it year after year. So he called the non-existent things as though they exist. So God told Abraham, who was fatherless, to change his name, or Abram, who was fatherless, to change his name to Abraham, which of course means father of many nations. He is called things, he, he is calling things that don't exist as though they do. God gives life to the dead. The Young's literal translation says this. It says, uh, um, who is quickening the dead and is calling the things that be not as being. The message says, Abraham was first named father and then became a father because he dared to trust God to do what only God could do. Raise the dead to life with a word, make something out of nothing. I like that. The uh, God's word translation says, for God who gives life to the dead, to dead people, and calls into existence nations that don't even exist. That's a good one, too. 
This happened because Abraham believed in God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Now, not nothing when it concerns God, nothing when it concerns the natural. Now, when you understand, and you're going to see this, but when you understand how hope works in this, it'll set your faith on fire. Because you'll see this about Abraham. It's powerful. So the truth about faith here is that it calls into existence what, is, uh, what it calls into existence uh, in the natural, what is in, ex- what is in existence in the spiritual. Or we, receive grace provi- or we receive grace provided by Christ in his resurrection by faith. We see here in the example of Abraham that the reception of this grace provided for both the spiritual and natural life of Abraham. These provisions come from the unseen or the spirit, which, is, which, is, which in this verse is described as be not or do not exist. Don't even exist. So in the natural, nothing looked like it was working, but God calls into existence, gives a promise to Abram that from the spiritual, which is non-seen, Abraham takes that promise into his heart, faith begins to operate, grace is provided, and he begins to say, I'm no longer Abram, I'm now Abraham. And since that's the case, there's going to be a manifestation by the power of God in this natural world that wouldn't be normally except for I heard from God. So what the world says is impossible, God says, I can do that. What the world says is, uh, what the world says in uh, uh, the medical community about certain things, whether it be diseases, different things like that, God consistently says, you, all things are possible with God. And all things are possible to those who... You say, what's the key? Hear from God. And don't... Uh, I'll say it like this. Don't, I've found this in, in the word of faith and in kind of Pentecostal charismatic. People try and hear from God through somebody. I'll give you an example. They'll hear a testimony about somebody being uh, healed of something that they have and they'll try and mimic how that person got their healing. Instead of going to God and hearing from Him. Does that make sense? Or they'll hear a testimony about how somebody else, you know, uh, got their needs met. Whatever it is, it doesn't make a difference what, what, what the actual thing is. They'll attempt to jog around relationship because they're so... Uh, intent on getting relieved of the situation that they miss the relationship with God and what he's actually telling them to do. Did Jesus all the time go around spitting on the ground and rubbing mud in blind people's eyes? He didn't do that, did he? He ministered to people different ways, right? He'll minister to you different ways. Hear from God, right? 
All right. That's a big key in this. So let me read a scripture to you, and we'll end on this scripture right here. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, and I want you to see this. So non-existent things as though they exist. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. By faith, we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God. Now watch the la- what's the last part of this verse right here. So that what is seen was what? Not made out of the things which are visible. Faith is the substance. Let me read this in the, uh, I think you're seeing it, but let me read this New Living Translation. By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Abraham... God did what with him? He called the non-existent things as though they what? As As though they existed, right? How was the world made? It was made out of things that you can't see. By faith, you reach into the covenant of grace, you take what you can't see, and you bring it to what you see. That's what faith is. Did you see Jesus come into your heart when you were born again? <laughs> I wish I would have. That would have been great. Hi, John. Then he climbs inside me. Although I think people might not, they might go to heaven right then. <laughs> if that was the case. This is what faith does. Guys, listen. We believe in a God who made everything we're in right now that you cannot see. And listen to me. This is what I want you to get. And this is my last point here this morning. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't have substance. Because it does. Your healing has substance. It just doesn't look like it here. Now, we'll get into this, but later on in these verses, and you can read them later, but it says, uh, Abraham had no point of hope. And then it says, he hoped in God. So, it doesn't matter if in the natural there is no hope. Because you can hope in the unseen substance that made everything you see. And that's what faith is. We're reaching into what we don't see and drawing it out through the arm of faith. It goes back to what Bob Yandian said. Grace is God's full hand reaching out to us. Our faith is our empty hand reaching up and receiving Everything from his full hand. Amen? Yeah? Let me grab that.
<laughs> That'll help you fight. It'll help you fight. Because I'm not receiving. If the devil can keep you in your natural mind, he'll keep you beat. Because he'll create things around you that'll give you issues. But if you walk around all day and say, oh, no, devil, you forgot. I'm not receiving from this world. I'm receiving from the one you were kicked out of, moron. <laughs> Name calling always works well. <laughs> oh, why don't you stand, please? Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com. 